welcome to the next episode of the M&M Update with your tiny M, Vicky Masita, and your massive shredded M, AJ Morris. Hey Morning, guys. bud. How are mm-hmm. you? I'm good. I'm just checking in the um, in the video screen so whether I've got toothpaste on my lips or not. <laughs> it's another it's not early toothpaste one. you got to be worried about. It's, it's the rest of your face. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, another early one for me and Vicky. So, um, yeah, I'm all good. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I was just saying um, to Scott, obviously, Scott just uh, came on and we're trying to sort out some headphones issues with, uh, with, with Vicky's setup. Nightmare. Um, but I was saying to him how, you know, how fast the last two weeks have gone um, and how it's only two weeks away now. Literally two weeks today, I'll be flying. I'll be, well, I'll be setting off from... Gatwick to Dublin and then Dublin to Boston and uh yeah it's just it's I think it's uh the first week was obviously just sort of catching up on the fact that I was a British champion and then and then this week has just sort of been settling back really into my routine because after the after the show itself I did have like a week of a bit a bit of like just the same same sort of consistency but I introduced like a few new few new foods I trained at some slightly different times I did a couple of double day sessions yeah just yeah to, just to just to re like reinvigorate myself do you know what I mean just like reignite the fire cool. um and How did you find that, actually, from just transitioning from coming off stage to really changing foods and routine and various Mm. other bits like that? How did that work with you, not just physically, but mentally as well? Absolutely essential for me to get to this stage. Because every show I've done, I've just gone straight back to the exact same and found it every time really difficult, like really, really hard. Mm. And I was just... I needed I needed to just basically listen to what not from a food perspective but from a training and from a just sort of overall lifestyle perspective I just needed to do something a little bit completely different just for a little bit that wouldn't affect my physique drastically but just allowed me to have a bit of a different focus so I, I found it actually really beneficial I wouldn't have done it uh, previously in the year when when I had to sort of get back on the grind I had to you know get more conditioned and things like that and uh, you know whilst my body weight didn't change throughout really I mean it went up a little bit post-show because I had a lot of food on the show day itself yeah um, sure and it which is what you needed as well let's just stop on yeah. that one why is it that you needed all of that food because we discussed this quite a lot didn't we and especially when we were together in the gym doing a couple of pump sessions Mm. so you didn't actually have this much food when you went into the qualifiers did you as in the bmbf or the uk dfba no no i mean the funny thing is like just like regardless of peaking or not peaking i was on less food in the run-up to those shows as well um, yeah i am now and this is the whole idea of obviously uh, your ability to up, uptake nutrients when you're lean, and this is why you know when when Vicky was prepping as well, and Vicky now as well, um, you know being a very lean individual, 
ability to to sort of eat a lot of food and just burn through it essentially utilize it is is very high if anything it's at its peak um so so my ability to sort of um uh utilize the carbohydrates that i was having throughout peak week was greater than i thought it would be um hence why i was sort of burning through that substrate nice and fast um and on the show day itself um, I, I did sort of wake up a little bit light and, and then sort of ate up throughout the day as much as I could. Mm. I think what I've learned is that, you know, whilst I did, I am still very much of the opinion of that, that show days do show day food does have an impact. I think it does. Um, because, you know, final example of, of that is like when you have a, a refeed and like a prep, even if you're not super lean, you can go into the gym on a refeed day after having three higher carb meals and feel fuller already. Like oh, that, yeah. it happens, it happens because you're like, like I said, your ability to take on board nutrients is so great. So you can mm-hmm. utilize them really, really well. Um, so I, I just basically played about with what was my actual, and I was talking to a few guys on the day, as soon as I did my class, they were like, well, use this day as like sort of a test as to what your upper limit is when you know you wake up looking like this and you just what can you eat on show day? Like what actually what actually makes a difference? So by no means was I going to go to Weatherspoons and order like a fucking giant like chocolate milkshake. What I mean oh, by dude. that. And what, cookies. And cookies, which I know some people to have done. Um, yeah. But what I mean by that is what I was going to do is just see see essentially how far I could push carbohydrates without any sort of like digestive issues or bloating or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I ate copious amounts of potato because it digests really well with me despite it being a little bit higher in fiber. Um, mm. And But mostly the majority of my carbohydrates on that day came from rice cakes and cream of rice. Which yeah. for me, I know that you've had issues with cream of rice. Um, yeah, can't do it. Yeah, really odd that. Um, but I, I found it perfectly fine. Um, if anything, I my sort of the closest meal that I had to stage was about an hour away, and that was a lot of cream of rice, some banana, and some jam and some peanut butter, like, all combined together. That oh, was <laughs> Like, that was so good. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I used the rest of the day to, sort of as a test. And I think I worked it out. I must have taken on board, like, pretty close to a 1,000 grams of carbs on that day. Um, yeah. And a decent amount of fats as well it probably was probably was around about a 4,000 calorie day um nice. so you know but but the thing is most competitors have about a five or six thousand calorie day because they go out afterwards and eat a huge meal and I didn't um I don't know whether we discussed it last update but the funny thing is when I came home I had like steak and oats yeah and, yeah you're going to be really disappointed with me. So I, I didn't manage to finish my oats. I was full. No was way. Yeah. AJ left oats in his bowl. Oh, dear God. 
but but doesn't that show where I am from a mental perspective? Because in the past, I'd have just kicked, I'd have just thought this is post show. I've got more more days of dieting to do. I've got to finish these. And I, yeah. I just looked at them and I was like, what? Like I'm not gonna. I I'm full. Like just stop eating because if the more that if I ate any more, I would just feel ill. So I just yeah. stopped. But in 2015, I went way and beyond that. I've like, yeah. I've, I've like shoveled in food and felt legit sick, um, yeah. like really ill. So it was, um, it's a bit of an eye opener that because I've never really, I haven't felt full in fucking <laughs> ten months. That's it. It's weird, right? But it's so, such a um, nice feeling I as well stopped. to feel that to feel oh full. God, and- yeah. The difference between actually feeling full and thinking that you're full is two completely different things, isn't it? It's like, it's only been recently where I've had the exact same thing where I've actually sat down and thought, okay, I actually feel full, but like previously, even last week, my stomach was distending because of the amount of food that I'm eating, but I still didn't feel full. I felt hungry, but it's only been the last kind of couple of days that it started to kind of catch up and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm full now, which is good. And I'm going Mm. to bed on a full stomach, but that's the only meal that's still keeping me full at the minute. All of my other meals I'm eating and I'm like, yeah, okay. So now the dog looks nice because now I think a hind leg with some anabolic chippies from the dog would be nice because I'm still hungry, but And then he obviously cowers away and disappears off outside. But no, what was funny, actually, I was going to say, with the 2015 thing where you just thought, oh, you'll just keep on eating and keep on eating. Um, One thing that pisses me off about coaches a lot is people do not put their hands up and go, do you know what? I was wrong. Your full day of eating in 2015, I rewatched it (laughs) after you put that post and it was like... Holy shit, the amount of crap that crap. you fit into the if it fits your macros thing. I mean, flexible dieting is one thing, right? But and we live by the 80-20 rule, but the 20% of AJ's was the good food. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's literally it. And Such it is so shit. funny, isn't it? Such that's a shit, shit way to eat. Shit. It's awful. Like now I know that that is just like I I just never do that again I just it it, to me that is an awfully suboptimal way to eat and and, uh, I'll go into the reasons why like now like I think that controlling your overall inflammation from food groups is a massive key to being able to uptake nutrients well and eating crap is going to cause a higher rate of inflammation why because your body to digest that crap is it is doing way more work than it needs to so mm. whilst you can say oh you know i'm still hitting my macros at the end of the day if those foods are very pro- pro-inflammatory you're going to have not only your inf- like your inflammation response from weight training trying to recover from that but you're also going to have the stress of trying to digest crap foods. Mm. Um, and I'm not, I'm no pro on digestion and inflammatory foods, but I've, I've 
aware, been aware of it and made myself way more aware of these things than ever before. Um, and the thing is that, again, like looking at what we've talked about in previous podcasts and the way that we, we look at things now and structure and off season, you know, success leaves clues and the, the, the best guys in the game and the guys that make, you know, superb progress year to year are the guys that are just religiously consistent with eating pretty mm. similar foods on a day to day basis. And, they are inherently bodybuilding foods um yeah. but that's that's namely not down to the fact that there's any secrets with them it's just the digestibility of them um and your ability to uptake and utilize those nutrients therefore are is increased um mm. you know hence why i do now i say to people if i start sort of seeing on their food diaries or uh, seeing on their food diaries, if i start sort of seeing on their instagram um my clients if i see on their yeah. instagram a lot of crap um a lot of different foods i'll just be i'll just say to them i'll just be privately i'll be like you know can i have a look at my fitness pal day and you know they'll they'll show me it and, and i'll give them honest feedback um i don't think he'll mind because i think he'll listen he will listen to this i think he'd listen to these ones but jack um there was a stage um where Jack was eating like a lot of Haribo, like a lot of <laughs> Haribo post-workout. Like he's having too much and he knew it. He knew it. And he was having too much crap throughout the day as well. And then he was also complaining about a, a lack of appetite. And he was also <laughs> complaining about the way his physique wasn't looking really the way that he wanted. And it just sort of had this look, which my physique had in that, 2015 where i was eating hot cross buns with philadelphia and and, and like half a tub of ice cream half a tub of ice cream i couldn't yeah. believe that one that was the post that was the post that made me go i'm gonna yeah. have to look at this full day of eating that you're doing now because that Quite is a lot of people watched it after i fucked that up oh it's proper ridiculous but it is no it's true so go into the body composition because it's interesting to to know about this mm. so my physique at that stage had this kind of like film of watery um bloaty almost looked like it just looked it looked inflamed yeah the puff. And, and, yeah puff and and my face was holding it as well like my face gets fat regardless yeah but it looked almost like really puffy and just not healthy um, yeah. I mean, I don't look particularly healthy now and we don't look particularly healthy when we prep because my skin's very dry. My mm. fat's quite low, so I do get more breakouts and things like that. But for the most part, during a prep, the first thing I notice, the first thing like my mom and my sister would notice is that I start to look healthier and I yeah. start to have better complexion. My skin actually gets better and all of these um, inflammatory responses go down because I eat, stop eating the shit. Mm. Literally, that's the biggest change. Is not really my caloric intake, but because I, I stop eating uh, what was every day a lot of crap. Yeah, every day. I remember there was a point in in in, in that 2016 off season where I was having a magnum every day. Oh, then, God, yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and I used to feel shit. That used to be, like, part of my pre-workout meal. Also, no, really? Yeah, there's 30 grams of fat in it. 
And it was just one is really poor nutrient timing, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion, now looking at things. And two, every time I ate it, I felt like shit. And I had a really bad relationship with food at yeah. that stage still because I felt like I couldn't go a day without having a fucking magnum, which is awful. Um, so and did you, anyway. used to, did you used to put that into your my fitness pal like at the beginning of every day to make sure that you had that as a pre-workout yeah I mean yeah. I was I was kind of tracking at that stage still ish but I just got really bored of tracking by that stage I was I was a bit lost really in that off season I was mm-hmm. still very much aware of my protein intake and I'd eat regularly protein but I was very, very busy at that stage, like trying to build my one-to-one PT. Um, yeah. That that was the main focus, and that was always going to be that the focus of that year, alongside improving my physique. Still trained hard, you know. Still progressed my lift. Still got very strong. But there mm. were a lot of things that I wasn't doing optimally. A lot of things, Vicky, which yeah. makes me very excited for the next off season. Because, like I've said in all my posts, you're going to see a very different off season from me. Um, you're you're going to see a very religious off season. Anyway, so yeah, this sort of whole inflamed look um, that that I had, like Jack was having it as well. So I said to him, I was like, mate, you know, just 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 make some slight tweaks to your diet. Um, start start having some structure to your day and start you know getting out the the crap or at least a lot of the crap that you're eating and immediately his his body weight maybe dropped half a pound on the same calories uh, half a pound to a pound so minimal not not really anything but he looked ten times better and he was just commenting how he felt better he looked better he was getting better pumps um his uh his it, the, the the rate of injuries and niggles that he was picking up reduced um mm. all of these things that just just sort of coincide with the fact that we should be being aware of how our diet looks from an inflammatory response etc and um you know i'd i'd love to be speaking to people you know more people that know a lot about it and one of one of the people in the fitness industry that actually does get a lot of hate and backlash for a lot of the things that he says but actually knows a lot about um pro-inflammation foods and and the way that we can work foods into the diet that that sort of um bring down this inflammatory response is is charles poliquin unfortunately oh yeah yeah he does um, get a lot of hate doesn't he he does get a lot of hate vicky but it's i think the hate actually comes a lot from the people that are very pro iifym does that sort of does that uh, I don't know whether you in your industry see that, but I see a lot of people that are very pro IIFYM hating yeah. on hating on people like Poliquin that are very, very Sticking sort of, yeah, line. very strict, mm. but but quite clued up on a lot of aspects. And then I yeah. see a lot like, you know, I know that um, Callum, who I'm speaking to later, Callum Raystrick, um, mm. who who's 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 quite knowledgeable on like nutrient timing supplementation etc i know that he's been to a lot of um poliquin uh, seminars and courses which yeah. obviously he must rate if he's been to them 
Definitely. I mean, I think Poliquin just started getting a lot of the hate because of the whole um, what body type are you, you know, and that kind of thing. I think that's where the hate kind of stemmed from, not necessarily the the, um, you know, the clean eating and the restrictive guidelines and things. But I think because he kind of came up with the the body typing and that's what he was known for. that's when it's 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 almost like a bad spiral isn't it you know mm. you you do one bad thing that people kind of jump on and then anything that that guy says now everyone's going to jump on yeah you know it's it's almost like damage reputation or reputation damage and that kind of thing it's just one of those things unfortunately but but a lot of the things i was looking into polyquiz it's funny that you mention him because literally two days ago i was reading up on uh, a lot of the things about the nutrition side of things mm. um and He's i have to admit yeah really good uh, Ben Pekolstein and stuff like that yeah exactly um you know the muscle mind things are really good as well um yeah yeah but it's it's exactly true what you say I mean I'm now what six weeks post show this week was it six Mm. weeks ago the finals I think so five weeks ago wow holy shit if it was six that's a long time ago it was um I think it was five five today wasn't it the first of October Yes. Yes. Yeah, so now it's the November. first of November, so it's been about a month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm now a month post show. I am about a pound heavier than my stage weight. Wow. But I'm so much fuller. I'm stronger than ever. I'm hitting PBs, and when I say I'm hitting PBs, it's not just putting a couple of biscuits on the bar. I mean I'm talking about you know, five kilos more on my squat, five kilos more on my overhead press. And this is week by week. And this is not just from the last time that I did the overhead press in prep. This was like when I was 127 pounds as well in off season. I'm stronger. Now, in the off season, like we were just talking about, I was having a lot of foods that were kind of pro-inflammatory. And the way that I looked in 2016, people say, oh, yeah, you weren't fat. Oh, my God. I look back and I'm like, holy shit. I can't believe I had to come down from 127 pounds to 102 on the stage. You, you had that similar look in the face yeah. I think, as well. Like when we did <sighs> that first podcast together, it was quite we both had that quite puffy, like puffed out face look. You yeah. Know what I mean? And you mm. see some, you see, I, I I mean, I know that some bodybuilders hold fat in different places and some people hold more fat in their face, some people don't. And that's just like, I, I think that's, that's the way things work. But you do see a lot of bodybuilders that are very regimented and there are seasons um, and, and eat a very, 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 very sort of good diet as well. That, that, that don't have that look. They don't have that look to their face when they get even a decent amount above stage weight. Um, mm. Like, you look at some of the pro-naturals, like, for example, like, you, I've seen, like, David Kay in off-season, Mark Claxton in off-season. They stay a little bit closer to their stage weight regardless. But alongside that... I think that, they're still they, about they, 10 pounds up, though, you know. Yeah, that's still a decent amount. So, like... Yeah, yeah. Me ten pounds, me ten pounds, fifteen pounds up. If I was eating a lot of those shit foods, I'd probably already have that puffy face look. But they yeah. don't. They all, they, they, they always look healthy. That's something mm. that I've always seen in like 
some of the some of the the uh, the higher level pros is that they always look like they're they're in they're in they're in a good place. They don't mm. ever look like they're sort of force feeding food or um, you know really really struggling with an appetite or or just sort of like forcing on body weight for no reason. And obviously, some of the reason behind that is that their ability to 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 build more muscle mass at this stage is slightly limited com- comparative to a one a younger individual and two a less experienced trainee um but nevertheless if you if, if, i mean if you look at uh, the other day i for for, for for sort of motivation's sake i scrolled back to i think 2008 on uh, david k's um profile Mm. man you should do it like you should just scroll back to 2008 and look at his rear double bicep and then if you think it's only really been like five six years between those shots and what he is now and like it's night and day looks like he's eaten his 2008 physique (laughs) um and you know all, all all that's been is just like just like repeated effort repeated effort repeated effort repeated effort um and not getting too far out of shape exactly and people might think that we're boring for doing that but to be perfectly honest guys if you have a look at um i mean obviously i'm not going to take aj's in for the moment because he's obviously still in prep but um if you have a look at my off-season food that i put on there my food is not boring and even though i'm having it daily you know i'm still having i'm having eggs i'm having whole grains i'm having rice i'm having potatoes and i just switch it up every now and again but the my food choices are fairly limited and then just once a week <clears throat> excuse me once a week i'll have a meal with my family that's just slightly different and but what, how do you go about that meal vicky so so that people can get an idea as to as to how they can fit that in because a lot of people I find my female clients as well and I find that females coming off the back of shows find it really difficult to accept that you know having a meal out or having a meal off plan and I used to struggle with this um so so how do you sort of on the day of that meal or even you know is there anything in the in in the days leading up to it that you would do differently but namely on the day itself how do you manage that meal and what do you recommend people do when they're sort of uh, going to going to have one meal off track so basically what i normally do especially in off season when you're first coming off the back of it like you said we're very very lean we can uptake nutrients extremely well and that's what you've got to really consider yeah. i i eat like six times a day so my first four meals of the day i would structure exactly the same as i would do any other day and, and you, then and you eat six times a day for what reason? Uh, because it's better for me satiation wise. Um, I get very, very hungry. I get up at half past four every day in order to start my day and fit everything in. Yeah. Now, if I was to if I got up at half four and then didn't eat my first meal until eight o'clock, uh, there's no way I'd be able to function because at half four I do some online check-ins I go and or if I've got an early morning client, I need to go and do that. But yeah. then if I so if I push that back, it's just not enough. And then if I have it early, then I'd I'd finish my meals before, you know, before I need to realistically go to bed at half nine, ten o'clock. And then I'll be going to bed hungry, so which will affect my sleep. Yeah. So 
And the fact that I have 3000 calories now, I can space those out between six meals and still actually have decent sized meals, which are easy for me to digest um, and obviously fit in throughout the day. I get a lot of clients as well who come to me saying, Vic, I'm really struggling to fit in these meals. But then when I see them at 10 o'clock, they're just having their breakfast at 10 o'clock. Yeah. It's like, well, what time did you get up? Well, I got up at six. So I'm like, so you've been up at six. You've started your whole day. You struggle to get food in anyway. And you're only having your first meal at 10 o'clock, which might only actually be some yogurt, some fruit and, you know, whatever else on top. And it's and it's like, so you're, you're going to try and compile three meals in the space of about three hours before you go to bed. No wonder you're struggling to get the damn food in. Yeah. Space I, it out so you I, feel better. I think I think some people can benefit from that in a dieting stage. Absolutely. Some, some people can utilize windows of time where they're potentially a little bit more hungry. Uh, sorry, a little yeah. bit less hungry or a little bit more hungry. Uh, so situating foods in areas that, that they obviously need to. But for the most part, I think when you are in this in, in a gaining phase, eating like that is probably the most beneficial way to go um yeah. and again from like a from a digestion point of view smaller more frequent meals will probably be better for your digestion than sort of having these big bulkier ones um, but anyway carry on so so you're having a meal out in the evening um yeah what's, what's so, the plan in terms of the day itself so beforehand so like you know let's go back a year i used to really panic about it and i used to just kind of go right I'm going to reduce my calories for the next kind of two days. So I build up an extra thousand calories and then I'm going to go out and then I'm going to eat. And then what used to happen was that I used to binge because it's like, well, I know I've got a thousand calories all saved up. Now, personally, I don't like the weekly caloric intake. That's me personally. I prefer it on a 24 hour basis because you get more adequate, more accurate data over that over that set but that's just me personally I know a lot of coaches go over the weekly allowance and and that's absolutely fine if you think that that one works for you then great use it um we all prep in different ways I don't particularly like using that for me um sure with the whole bloating thing and, and digestibility and things like that I prefer to keep it on on 24 hours so I used to do that now I don't now all I do is I have my normal four meals and then the last two meals that I would normally have, I would use that for my food when I go out with my family or I cook it in or whatever like that. And like two meals for me, my end of the day meals will probably equate to about about a thousand calories. Nice. My last two meals of the day, maybe a little bit under, maybe about 900 or something like that. But but a 900 calorie buffer as such for that meal, I can easily have a main meal and a pudding you know and I won't feel like I need to gorge to binge it's stopped me kind of even if I do have a pudding which I don't have every time it just depends on how I feel um but it hasn't it started to not kind of plant that seed of oh holy shit I've had some ice cream now I need to eat the tub and you know which is what was happening previously because I've just got a little bit of a healthier mindset with food don't get me wrong and we're being completely honest, which we always are, it's still extremely difficult for me to kind of go, right, I want that cake and I'm in off season, so I'm going to have it. Mm. I can't do that still. 
that still with me is still playing on my mind a lot and I find it very difficult and I was speaking to Andy Chappelle about this actually um, when I went up and saw him not too long ago last week Um, which was yeah it was really good we had an awesome session that's where he kind of made me do some PBs which is incredible Um, but he bought me cake he actually bought me cake because I was struggling to put on weight and he was like you just need to eat cake so just have cake but we were discussing it and it was very interesting because he said when I'm in off season five out of my six meals are structured that sixth meal I'll sit down and have with my wife and I don't really care what it is because I'm going to sit down and I'm going to enjoy it with my wife Mm. now that mindset is incredible because that's that's basically what I'm doing once a week but he's doing it every single day and his, yeah. his physique is good and the fact that he's got a great mindset with food and it's like he said you know I never restrict myself in the off season if I walk past something and I think right well I want that so you know I'll have it and he he, he said it so nonchalantly with like a bit of a shrug of his shoulders and he's just like well I'll just have it and I would love to have that mindset but on another side of the coin I don't want to have that mindset because then does that spiral and go well. I had that once, and it didn't affect me. So I'm going to have that now. I um, think I think I think the difference as well that we've got to take into account is that if you were like that, I think it would breed a bad representation for your clientele because yeah. your clientele would think, oh, okay, well, Vicky can just like walk down and pass Starbucks and look at a a a, 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 a cookie and just buy it, you know. Yeah. Like that, that, that's obviously cool and it's great for an off season bodybuilder, but Andrew, Andrew isn't a PT. Um, and Andrew hasn't got people sort of looking at him and, and looking at the way that he eats. So yeah. the way that he eats is obviously very much, very, very structured and very regimented. Um, mm. for the most part, which a lot of people would look, look up to. But I think, you know, him being, I'm pretty sure he's a lecturer, isn't he? Um, yes, he is. yes. So, so he hasn't really got that pressure of being a role model for the for the, for the fitness industry, um, and he can sort of hide away the fact that he's having cake for meal one, two, three, four, five, and six. <laughs> <laughs> which I just want to, if he does listen to this, which he doesn't do, I have to actually say that he doesn't do. He's extremely structured um, and very knowledgeable on nutrition. I have to say, yeah, extremely no, knowledgeable. I, really, yeah really yeah. interesting the kind of stuff that he's doing is it's really interesting at the moment i can't speak about it but um really really interesting and i'm quite excited for when they, that comes out but um but yeah anyway this it's getting time for you to go and do your steps on that treadmill so yeah. um yeah, is there any kind of um wrap-ups that you want to finish off with um uh, not really not not so to speak i mean i think the way this the way this update is is heading is obviously we we will continue to talk about where me and Vicky are at um, and go on as many spirals and tangents as we want. But I mm-hmm. think what I really enjoy talking about and what I really enjoy putting out to the, the to, to, to the listeners and you guys is like it's just basically giving giving as much value as possible. So mm-hmm. with people that are listening in and we're getting more and more views each and every single week and it's growing and growing and growing. I think that you know what would be cool is to have you know a potential like listeners questions segment of the podcast or at least you know schedule some that are you know basically talking about topics that people want answered um 
And I think, you know, we, we encounter a lot of these topics anyway, and we go off and we, we talk about them as much as we can. But I like the idea of the, of the podcast as well being like a an update on, on us, but an, also an update on like things that are happening in the fitness industry and just our general Oh, yeah, thoughts, I love that. Just, just our general thoughts on what's happening, what's going on. Um, because this is what me and Vic talk about anyway. Like, this is what we'll talk about um, and, and bitch and, and, and yeah. rant between ourselves. And, um, you know, obviously, we, 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 we're, we're nice people. We don't ever talk about people in a bad light. No. Um, but, we're, but we're very honest. And we're, what we want to show is that over the course of these podcasts, probably what you'll see, if, if you ch- tune into, like, episode, you know, 13 or episode 14 and then you then tune into episode 30 you'll probably see us say oh in episode 13 I said this and then episode 30 well actually I just think that's wrong yeah (laughs) yeah yeah over the course of these last seven weeks um (laughs) don't do it (laughs) that that didn't fucking work that that, yeah yeah (laughs) but but that's why we're here guys is we're here to we're here to make the mistakes and then tell you not to make them, um, or at least provide as much value as we can throughout throughout what we learn. So, yeah, guys, like basically what I was trying to say there is if you do have questions, you do have topics that you want us to touch on, uh, please reach out, um, whether that's an Instagram DM, um, mm-hmm. which I must admit I'm struggling with a bit now. Like some of the questions are very, very, very much questions that I've answered a lot before um so just to I, go on to that actually yeah because I, I received a couple of, yeah I received a couple of Instagram messages um along the same thing so guys because AJ's in this two-week prep if you want to Instagram message um over some generalistic questions message me rather than AJ because he's so focused okay. he, he doesn't really it, I'm not saying that he doesn't want to be annoyed because he never does get annoyed. But the little mm. questions that are more generalistic, just Instagram myself. And then, you know, if if you have a different question that you want to ask, then obviously put it in the comments box and then we can both kind of answer them or I'll take them a little bit more on board and, and take a little bit more. Um, I'll be able to reply to you a lot more than AJ will because he is extremely focused and we want to take that kind of pressure off him. Um, so please don't feel afraid to do that or by Facebook Messenger or just a comment on YouTube or whatever. That's fine. But let's, uh, mm. yeah, I just want to capitalise yeah. on but. I mean, I mean that's the thing that you know. I I've seen a lot of people this year that that have shut down everything that they're doing at the end of yeah. their preps and like they've shut off their podcast, they've they've shut off their their social media, and they've really just gone and hidden away. That doesn't work for me. If anything, mm. I feel worse. I feel like I suck up the, the the pain or the suffering side of prep more when I shut myself off from these things that I enjoy doing. So I still love doing them. But what I have realized as the prep's gotten deeper and deeper is that I do need this sort of more focused environment. So yeah. I, what I have done, uh, I've slowly gone from switching notifications off on just Instagram, which I talked to you about, um, to now I have no notifications at all on my phone. So mm. The, the, the only thing that I go in and check mostly is WhatsApp because that's where my clients message me. But even that, notifications are off because I only want to check it. I only want to check it when 
I've got the time to check it rather sure. than what what I'd usually do and this is the last thing that I'll cover um is I'll, I'd be cooking a meal which is actually quite a, a time that I enjoy like I like cooking my meals I like to just sort of have my time to prep it and then eat it and mindfully eat but in the past I'd be like on my phone I'd be answering dms I'd be doing the meal answering dms answering the meal like yeah it's just like a fuckery um and you don't get to be mindful around the food that you're eating or mm. you know what you're doing in, the, in your day so I think being mindful having notifications off on your face especially when you're fucking training um yeah. is uh is is key but yeah anyway guys we'll leave it there um thanks very much for listening i uh, hope you've enjoyed it uh i'm i'm now yeah two weeks away so two literally two weeks today i'll be yep. flying out so we'll Exciting. we'll try to get in two more so hopefully we'll do one next week and we'll try and do an early one before i fly out yeah um, we'll see if we can fit that in so one or two more before i go to worlds and then after that we'll be documenting the off season we'll try and work out an episode whilst i'm in new york slash boston with the time difference um and i'm uh, coming with you what are you on about yeah yeah, we'll do a side by side like we did before (laughs) um we've got to uh what have we got to do we've got to um document and keep me sane in the uh in the post-show process which i actually think will be quite an easy one this year fingers crossed um but uh from what i've experienced so far i think i'll be okay um but yeah vic anything anything left to say no that's it lots of love guys um take care over the weekend and um if you can't be good be careful and we will catch up with you next week cool oh we've got to do our pictures so again yes yeah, yeah, snap have. it ready one two three awesome. okay make sure that you tag us in all of those make sure that you tag us in the anabolic chippy posts and um yeah we'll catch up soon cool guys see you soon thank you see ya.